technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution. A culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and driving the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. I'm being joined today by Tahira Zamanzada, the Vice President of Digital Transformation at ICF. Tahira, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Uh, Yeah, so let's start with what does an empathy-first approach to digital modernization look like, and why is it something mission and IT leaders should consider? Sure. So in general, an empathy-first approach refers to a communication or interaction style that prioritizes the understanding and acknowledging of other people's feelings and perspectives before making decisions. So it's all about seeing things from the other person's viewpoint and validating their emotions. And we do this all the time in our personal and professional lives when dealing with family members, friends, colleagues, So someone taking an empathy first approach in a conversation means there's tons of active listening. There's validation, which means you're acknowledging the other person's experience. And there's also an overall non-judgmental attitude. So even if you don't fully agree with them, it's crucial to respect their perspective, right? And so this empathy first approach has often been used in fields like counseling, social work, even customer service, any role really involving interpersonal relationships. And the goal of it is to foster connection, understanding, and most importantly, trust. So we use this philosophy in technology and in design thinking. It translates very well, and it's genuinely become more and more embedded in digital transformation. And so at its core, an empathy first approach in IT would consider the end user of the technology and their needs at every step of the design process. So when I'm building an application as an engineer or a developer, I'm putting myself first in the shoes of the actual user of the system. And there's three key pillars that become very crucial to embedding this philosophy of empathy first. The first pillar is user centricity. So users have to be at the center of all decision making from initial market research all the way to the efficiency of the use. So an example of that would be something like Amazon.com. How do you feel when you log in? Can you easily search for what you're looking for? How quickly can you select the item and then check out? I guarantee you all those processes used an empathy first approach when they were being designed. The second piece is agile creativity. Leaders in IT, as well as any other department really, should cultivate a workplace where creative problem solving is encouraged. In the end, the creative and innovative thinking is gonna be key to building solutions that continuously adapt to evolving user needs. And I wanna emphasize the word evolving because If it's anything we've learned in the last few years, it's how to evolve quickly and honor the new ways of working, thinking, and even living. And then lastly, 
The third pillar is the empathy first approach really needs to consider what the business needs are. So leaders um, within IT, within all the other departments must shift their thinking. Usually the thought process is, well, how will this service be cost effective to us? But now leaders need to say, how can we provide a public service that's valuable, that's sustainable in the, wrong, in the long run? And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying cost effectiveness is not important. It absolutely is. But the more time you actually spend on what your customer needs in the initial phases of a design, the better off you are from an ROI perspective, adding expensive customizations later, doing tweaks over and over again that could have really been avoided. So really, empathy in IT is about being effective, being scalable, being nimble, and creating solutions for end users that are going to be frictionless and intuitive. Okay, so now walk us through how human-centric design and collaboration in agile delivery can be applied to project management to improve outcomes, and what are the best practices that agencies should keep in mind? So product management in general has been a key buzzword this year, and I'm really happy to see it's making its way into the federal market. It's a strategic discipline that guides every step of a product's life cycle. In our case, a product could be an application that one is building for their customers. So everything from development to market launch and beyond is essentially product management. The role of a product manager is to ensure that the product or the application um, serves as the intended customer in the best possible way and contributes to the agency's overall goals and mission. So product managers need to be able to balance various considerations like the user needs we talked about, business goals, technical constraints to deliver a successful product. There's three best practices that agencies can keep in mind when it comes to product management and the concept of human-centered design, which is a core component of product management. First, adopt a customer-centric approach to building solutions, which we already talked about. We wanna get away from putting the technology at the center of the process, and instead we wanna put the human at the center of the process. The technology is just an enabler. It allows the human to get the work done efficiently. But again, in order to do that, you have to spend time defining and understanding a user's needs and pain points, and then using that inf information in the development of the solution of those needs, right? So the sooner you involve customers or users in the design process, the better off the quality of your product and the more adoption you're going to have across the department or the enterprise. This makes the CIO and CTO very happy because they spend so much time doing R&D to understand what technologies that you know should be brought into the agency, how those technologies should be leveraged. So seeing those technologies that they invest in become widely adopted is such a feather in their cap. And it's a feather in all customers' cap, really, because they're becoming more tech savvy at the end of the day, right? Most individuals need to become more educated and enabled on technology. It's just the trajectory of where our civilization is going. There will be a heavy emphasis on tech savviness outside of the IT department. 
And so the other um, part of this is the human-centered design and product management life cycle is really you have to check in. You got to get continuous feedback on your um, products that you're building. You need to get customer service surveys out there to better understand how to continuously improve and stay up to date. Then the third focus, which is the last focus, is really thinking about outcomes instead of outputs. So encourage your themes to your teams to think about what's beyond the delivery of the specific project or product. Instead, how can I think about what the broader mission is and how I can achieve the desired outcomes? This way, you're focusing on the outcomes, ensuring that they really do deliver real value to the citizens, to the constituents, the stakeholders, and whoever else might be interacting with it. If you head to digital.gov, there are tons of playbooks and best practice resources that you could read up on and adopt for your own agency. Okay, so how is the shift from a project to a project mindset impacting the federal government and what are the benefits of this transition? That's a really good question. We get, we hear about that a lot. We get asked that question a lot. Before I answer that, let me share an example with you. So folks can envision the difference between a project manager and a product manager. Let's use something really simple, like a website redesign as an example. As a project manager in a website redesign project, you'd be responsible for ensuring that the project is completed on time, within budget, and according to the specific objectives outlined for this particular project. So once the redesign is you know, successfully launched, the project manager's role is considered complete. As a product manager, on the other hand, you would look at the website not as a one-time project, but as an ongoing product that needs continuous evolution to meet the user's needs and support the organization's goals. So unlike the project manager, the product manager's role does not end when the website is launched. They will continue to collect user feedback, monitor key performance indicators, and iterate on the website over time to continuously improve it. So while a project manager is focused on executing a project successfully, the product manager is ensuring that the product's success over its entire life cycle. One is about planning and execution. The other is about strategy, vision, continuous improvement. So now to answer your question, transitioning from a project mindset to a product mindset within the government agency involves a fundamental shift in how work is conceptualized and how it's executed. On the positive note, it can lead to profound changes in how a federal agency operates and delivers services to the public. So positive key impacts like improved citizen services. By focusing on the user, government agencies can provide services that better meet customers' needs, in this case, a citizen's needs. It can lead to increased satisfaction and trust in the government. It also can increase agility and efficiency. So in general, an iterative development approach and a product mindset can make government agencies more responsive to changes in citizen needs and the broader environment. There's also skill development, 
So product mindset requires new skills, new competencies like re user research, product management, agile methodologies. This leads to increased professional development and opportunities for your staff. You also have innovation and experimentation. A product mindset encourages innovation and experimentation, which can lead to development of new improved services. This can help government agencies stay relevant, stay effective in a rapidly changing world that we are in right now. But this will take time because you need a disruptive leader, a visionary who does not mind making a cultural shift in the agency. This can involve changes in values, changes in behaviors, changes in structures. And however, this transition actually does may may have present challenges, but at the end of the day, despite these challenges, many government agencies are finding that the benefits of a product mindset outweigh the difficulties associated with the transition. So as you can probably tell, I'm very passionate about the topic and it really excites me to see what is being introduced into the public sector. I personally find a lot of satisfaction in helping agencies shift away from being reactive to being both proactive and then getting them to a point where they can be prescriptive, where then they can anticipate a citizen's need, a constituent's need, an employee's need, because they've done so much research and understanding of their customer and employee base. Well, well, Tahira, thank you so much for taking the time to discuss this topic with me today. Oh, my pleasure. Talk to you soon, I hope. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, check us out at govforum.io or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please subscribe, give us five stars, and share with your friends.